0: And welcome to Skull Stories, presented by CenturyLink, trusted technology partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Night on Skull stories. Uh, one of my favorite Vikings of all time. Had a blast with him when he was here with the Minnesota Vikings. Hammer and Hank, Henry Thomas, uh, long-time defensive tackle, outstanding left defensive tackle on one of the best uh, defensive lines in Viking history. Uh, Henry, thanks so much. I trust your New Year's. Uh, was uh, treat, treated you pretty well.
1: Oh, wonderful. It was a great New Year's. Quiet. You know, I did a. <laughs> I, I actually worked a party. I was a bartender at a party for uh, for, for New Year's. So it kept me kept me in, kept me in line.
0: You know, you always have to find life after football, and I think it it, it kind of takes you down different paths. And maybe a, the bartending role is just was it a part time gig or you? I, I know how gregarious a personality you are; I could see you being just a phenomenal bartender.
1: I was just helping out a friend. They they came up short, and he said, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to do it." I had no plan, so.
0: Yeah, did it work out okay? Did you were you were a mixologist or were you just kind of serving wine and beer? Oh no, I'm a mixologist. Wow! All the ladies come to my come to
1: my bar because they want something sweet that's nice, and so it's you know it's really you know most of it all has surprise (laughs) because later on you'll be surprised that I can't believe I drank so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You haven't lost your sense of humor, well, well, Henry. We have the the timing is absolutely uh, perfect this week, as we all know, the Vikings are getting ready to play the Saints in a wild card game on Sunday. And uh, I want to I want to be optimistic and say after they beat the Saints, they're going to follow the same path as your 1987 team did, and that's as a wildcard team go on the road to play the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, back then they had a couple of guys named Joe Montana and Steve Young at quarterback. But let's let's turn the clock back a little bit to 1987. I know it was a strike year and all that, but let's let's start with that Saints game because I'm looking it up right now. And the Vikings were underdogs as they are on Sunday, six and a half point underdogs, uh, playing in in New Orleans against a Saints team that was up and coming and. Playing at a really high level, and yet you went in there and quit, uh, put quite a, a spanking on him. I think it was forty-four to ten was the final score. Unbelievable. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was.
1: It was amazing. Uh, we had just, just some some great talent on our team, and like you said, we were the underdogs. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, they barely made the playoffs, but mm-hmm. we had great talent on our team, and we just really came out. Uh, Keith had Keith Millard had a phenomenal day I mean we disrupted their offense all day long and it just threw them off and you know with, with the likes of uh Anthony Carter right and Wade Wilson and Darren Nelson I mean we, we really had a it, it was a lot of fun to go back to because that was my rookie year and yeah. going back to New Orleans it was like going back to LSU for me so I had right. plenty, plenty of fans of my own there
0: yeah, that's so cool. And I'm looking at the box score. The Saints actually scored the first touchdown with Bobby A. Bear was the quarterback for the Saints in 1987. Now seven nothing. Okay. Oh, here here we go. It's gonna be a long afternoon for the Vikings. Next thing you know, you look up the scoreboard. The fans were leaving early. Guys like Hassan, Hassan Jones and Anthony Carter, Steve Jordan. Uh, Carter had an 84 yard punt return, and and your defense took exactly. over and just slammed the door on those guys. You just must have been feeding off each other that afternoon.
1: Oh, absolutely. That day was a feeding frenzy, especially when when your when our offense got to clicking, mm-hmm. it just gave us the opportunity to be the defense that, that Floyd always envisioned us to be. But you know, our offense starts clicking and they get us a lead. We we want to do everything in our power never to give that lead back and it it was just a fun night.
0: You mentioned Floyd, Floyd Peters, Sergeant Rock was your longtime defensive line coach. I know he was a former Marine, but uh, gruff personality, but a heart of gold, and uh, I'm one of those guys that was like born to be a defensive line coach, right?
1: Yes, he was. Uh, he was actually our our, uh, our coordinator, our defensive coordinator. He's a coordinator. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Paul Wiggins was our defensive line coach, and those two guys were thinking Steve. They'd been buddies for a long time, and uh, they had a vision of what the defense should be and what our defensive our uh, line should be in. Um, like I said, when our offense was putting up points, we were like, "Oh, God, it's yeah. time to just shut them down."
0: Well, let's talk about some of the personalities on your defensive line. You had some uh, interesting ones with Doug Martin, yourself. You mentioned Doug Keith Martin. Millard, yeah. Chris Dolman. I mean, that, and of course, you had Studwell yeah. Rome in the middle of the field as a middle linebacker. Uh, I, I'm amazed that anybody could score anything against against you guys. That's a pretty well, fearsome group we you got there.
1: Yeah, we definitely had the 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 group of guys. I mean, Doug Martin for me was um like the mentor cuz I like I said it was my rookie year and he was the guy that always kept me in line on and off the field, you know, gave you great guidance. Then I had Keith law just the the wild man, you know. I I, <laughs> I got it. Great, great benefits of just playing off of what he did. You know, if he was coming, you know, inside, I always knew somebody had to pick him up, so I was going to be able to play off of that. Or if I, he played off of me a lot. And then this was the first year that Chris Dolman had put his hand on the ground uh, mm-hmm. permanently. And Interesting. He just had a phenomenal year, and we were all learning. To play that our positions. Even though we played them for years, we were learning to play them in the scheme that Florida had laid out for us, so we were mm-hmm. all relatively new to it.
0: As I mentioned, it was a strike-shortened season. Because of that, was it difficult to kind of get a feel for how this team was going to uh, fare as as the season resumed. It was odd. I mean, it was the year the Twins won the World Series in 87, and the Vikings were kind of playing second fiddle, and then, you know, they are on the strike, and nobody really thought about it. All of a sudden, you guys kind of came out of nowhere.
1: Well, the the thing for us is, we had a good core of guys that kept us together. I mean, <laughs> we practiced at, at high school, at local high schools and, and junior highs all around the city during the strike year. I mean, and without those guys' guidance, because like I said, I was a 21-year-old young man Jeez. straight out of the bodies of, of, of Louisiana, and I'm thinking, what's the strike? What are you talking about? What is going on? You know, and I had guys to guide me through that, and they kept our team together. So when we got back to playing football, it made it that much more tighter.
0: So you beat New Orleans. Great. Uh, you, you thump them pretty good. You, you stun them. Now, okay, your reward, you go to San Francisco and you kind of play 40, the 49ers, and their backup quarterback ends up being a Hall of Famer with, with Steve Young. But, he, wow, here we go again. Um, I'll never forget being at that game, and Bill Walsh was the head coach, and he actually benched Joe Montana. What do you recall about that game?
1: I recall the high-flying Anthony Carter. Wow. He had a phenomenal day. I mean, it was just like he was unstoppable that day and we all fed off of that. I mean, he just and it, it was so subtle and quiet, but we watched it and we saw it happening and then at the end of the game you're sitting around congratulating one another and then you realize this guy just you know, he's just set a record. You know right. you're like what? <laughs> You know, watching it, it was uh, he did a phenomenal job for us and our defense. We really, really went in with a focus of stopping, shutting down, not not allowing them to do what they had done all year long. I mean, they came in. I think they had the best record of the of the year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when they when we faced them, and we had the, the focus of shutting them down and not giving them anything.
0: Yeah, not many, not many players, not many teams can say they shut down the Forty honors to the point where Joe Montana was benched. <laughs>
1: <I> mean, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We we harassed him so much that he was just he was trying to get rid of the ball so bad because we had a, a a tremendous amount of pressure with uh, uh, Doug and Keith and myself and Chris. I mean, everybody was every time he dropped back. One of us, or if, if not one, at least two or three of us were all over him.
0: So, as you, Henry Thomas we're talking with. So, Hank, as you look at this Vikings team right now and sort of setting the same sort of mood, the Vikings are, what, eight-point underdogs. Honestly, I think nationally, even locally, people aren't giving them much of a chance to beat the Saints and Drew Brees on on Sunday afternoon. And you were facing kind of a similar situation. Talk about, the, the if you could, the, the underdog role a little bit and how that infiltrates the us against the world mentality in the locker room is—is is it a real thing? Do you, do you sense it? Do you feel it? Do you have like okay? I'm going to have a chip on my shoulder, and, and do you think the, this Viking team might be feeling the same way right now?
1: I think the Viking teams have have that feeling. When when we were in that situation, we knew what how good a team we had. We we, mm-hmm. we felt the 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 talent from each other that we played with, and it was it was electric to just go onto the field. I think with the underdog mentality, there, you know that people, for for us, people didn't really know us. We didn't get on a lot mm-hmm. of television time. So right. we were able to, to surprise people. But with today, if you can watch anybody at any time, I think the things that that, that are uh, un- overlooked for the Vikings are the running game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the ability of the defense. Our, that defense has the ability to shut any offense down. When they're communicating and working together, I've watched them all year, they have that ability. And if they're on the same page and communicating, um, they're going to shock the Saints.
0: Well, it's. Uh, I think that's the one thing that they, they have going. I think as they say, running games and defense travel. I mean, despite the noise levels, you yeah. know all too well in – the Superdome, the Vikings have had. The Vikings and Saints have staged some pretty dramatic games, as we know, over and over and over again. Uh, so I, I think those are the key elements that people are forgetting about. And as great a Hall of Fame quarterback as Drew Brees is, he doesn't move around a lot. I mean, his his record of late yeah. is sensational. I mean, he's lighting the scoreboard up. I think, I don't know, 30 touchdowns, zero interceptions, whatever, he's been on one of those roles. So when you got a guy that hot, I mean, you just got to play to your strengths. And you look at this Viking defense with Daniel Hunter and the front four as being, as the, being the strength of this team.
1: Yeah, they're they're definitely the strength of the team, especially for this game. They, mm-hmm. if they apply the pressure that I I've seen them apply in the past, they're going to cause Drew Brees some problems. And I know he's he's great. I'm a fan of Drew Brees, but with the with the pressure coming in his face, being not such a tall individual, he's going <laughs> to have some problems for that.
0: Okay, great stuff from Henry Thomas. We'll resume our conversation in just a minute. A reminder to save time and shop online with Hy-Vee Isles Online. Now offering free pickup with orders over $30. Go to aislesonline.com and order today. Another note, make sure to tune in to Vikings Post Game following the game in New Orleans, hosted by Fox 9's Hobie Artigue and Vikings legend running back Robert Smith. Vikings Post Game will be streaming live on all Vikings digital platforms. We Minnesotans love outdoor football, but our weather makes it tough. That's why a high-performance 3M film was chosen for the U.S. Bank Stadium roof, making it the first NFL stadium with a transparent roof that lets sunshine in but keeps rain, cold, and snow out. And 3M Science doesn't just work hard on game days. From post-it notes to reflective clothing to cell phones and more, 3M solutions help make life better in many ways. 3M Science. Applied to life. Proud to be the official science partner of the, the fan. Paul Allen and Paul Charchian at Buffalo Wild Wings in Dinah tomorrow from 9 to noon for Friday Football Feast. The Feast is presented by Coors Light. Check out the complete schedule at Vikings.com and on the Paul Allen show page at KFAN.com. Another note, make sure to tune in to Vikings postgame following the game in New Orleans, hosted by Fox 9's Hobie Artigue and Vikings legend running back Robert Smith. Vikings postgame will be streaming live on all Vikings digital platforms. Of course, you played for a guy named Jerry Burns as the head coach at that time, and uh, I don't know a person on planet Earth who didn't love Burns. as colorful a character as he uh, he has been his entire life. Uh, finally, got the chance to be a head coach in your rookie season, nineteen eighty-seven. What was that like to be introduced to Jerry Burns?
1: Um, it was it was really nice. Actually, he was a, a kind coach, a nice coach. I remember. Um, he told me the reason that I was drafted because he was friends with Lou Holtz and Lou Holtz told him that I was the one guy that caused Notre Dame tr- uh, problems and I was like <laughs> oh I, that's great and then the next time that I had a, a in-depth conversation with him is uh, the first time it got called in Minneapolis you know I'm from I'm from Houston I, mm-hmm. li- I went to LSU It uh, I got to I got in the car and I couldn't understand the weather person when they said with the wind chill, it's 52 below. <laughs> and I was like, but what is, wait a minute, 32 is freezing. What is he talking about? Yeah, what, he, what in the I world? went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went back to bed and I got a phone call about an hour and a half later and it was Jerry Burns and um, there was no words I could actually repeat on there that he oh, was well, saying on the phone. That's burnzy. And I was like, I'll be, yeah, and he was like, come straight to my office and I go to his office and he is just laying into me, and I I have nothing to say. I didn't, had no idea. And he says, what do you got to say for yourself? And I said, well, Coach, where I come from, the government doesn't even go to work when it's 20 degrees. <laughs> and he just he burst out laughing, and he said, don't ever be late again. And I never
0: was. Never were late again. No. And I never was. Yeah, those those speeches were the the stuff that legends were made of. Third round draft pick, Henry Thomas, and and you know you, you finished your career with Detroit, New England, but you you always seemingly have been, always will be a Minnesota Viking. You've come back for the reunions. You've seen a lot of your ex teammates, and man, that bond is really something else here. When when uh, the alumni has been invited back by the Will family.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've all had a. It's just a. It's a great atmosphere. It's a wonderful place to play. You bond with the guys. It's something about that of uh, being there in Minnesota. You feel a sense of community. Even the guys that that played after me that I have that I don't know that are mm-hmm. in the alumni. It's still a close bond there. You can still sit down and have a. You know, it it's it's really strange because in other places that I've gone back to, the guys that played after me. No clue either way you know? right but here it's a, it's a it's a sense of family and and you feel you feel like a group you know
0: do you feel that same way about uh pretty good football team right now your for your your former college team Louisiana state uh they got a little championship Woo, game coming up
1: Woo! Buckle yes, up. they do, and I am. I am excited about that. Oh man, am I excited? Uh, Coach O is a a friend of mine. I've, I've known Coach O for a while, and he is just a phenomenal guy. and It can't. It couldn't happen to a more deserving guy. And uh, it's going to be a big game, and I'm I'm looking for them to, to pull it off big.
0: How, how good was your? T- what was the program like when you were there? I, I honestly don't remember. Probably the mid '80s, or right around Uh-oh. that time.
1: Yeah, it's the early '80s. Um, my first year, we weren't very good. I mean, we were very good, but we didn't have the right guidance. And then my second year, Bill Arnsparger takes over oh, yeah. and head coach of uh, uh, of our team, and we went in two of the three years we win the, the
0: SEC. Wow! But you look at this team. So uh, it's the, the whole complexion of college football has changed. Look at the, the how wide open it is. No one used to throw the ball as much as they do, and lsu has got themselves i mean i think people feel that like this might be one of the best offenses they've ever seen in college football
1: well i i haven't seen one like it i mean and it's taken what 30 years for lsu to have a big name quarterback yeah. <laughs> as, their, as their leader of their offense but they definitely found one in, in, in this young man
0: well you're down in houston though this is your home uh you were born there right so you're you've been back home for yeah. quite a while besides bartending what else have you been up to
1: <laughs> well, I, I do a lot of golf. I do uh, some radio here. I have a, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of, I got a a weekly podcast coming up that cool. we just trying to re- revamp. But I do uh, the local radio uh, stations. I've had uh, a couple of shows here in town.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I know, um, man, last time we talked, you were really involved after the uh that uh horrible uh, hur- uh hurricane that hit houston and you were involved yeah. with the relief efforts as well and you i mean you talked openly about it and what that what that did to the city but how, how the recovery went as well
1: right we had um you know i, I have friends in the um uh ems business and mm-hmm. they reached out and i was available and i was like whatever you need and you know, from driving a boat to you know picking up stragglers or people that are stranded, and uh, it it was a, a monumental thing to take on, and you only know that looking back because mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. you're doing it, you're just trying to lend a helping hand to another human being, and that wow. that's all you feel like. Then when you look back at it, you can say you can see how big it was, especially to, to get you know a text message or. A, a letter from someone that you helped just because that's the right thing to do. And, you know, you gotta, and they say, you know, I just still want to say thank you for what you did. And it's yeah. like, it throws you off. Cause you'd have done it for anyone.
0: Yeah. The scope of it was, it was hard to imagine on television. You saw it firsthand. And uh, I applaud you. A lot yeah. of people did for, for the relief efforts that you aided as well. So you're, you're, you're still a young man. You're only 54 years old. And I, and I know, um, Look at uh, people. Another couple weeks. All right, yeah, it's coming up. I know, January twelfth. <laughs> I got the date down, man. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait. You know
1: what? You know what I'm going to do on that day? Call Scott Stubble. morning, I'm going. No, I'm going. To, I'm going to Denny's restaurant to order off the senior menu.
0: I love it! (laughs) You you get the early bird special, my friend. Trust me, I can relate. But, you know, uh, with all the laughs we have, I mean, let's face it, the... the the toll uh, pro football took on some of your teammates. I mean, it's kind of the next generational yeah. thing where people didn't look at it as serious as they take it now. I mean, I know you've, some of your friends have been touched by it as well. What are your thoughts about that and how safe the game mm-hmm. is right now as we uh, continue p- to push on with the game that's been so popular in this country?
1: Well, I, I applaud the efforts on on making the game safer. I mean, for me, I was very fortunate, very blessed to – play 14 years to start 14 years mm-hmm. and miss seven games total. Wow. You know, it, it's, I was one of those guys that were, you know, I worked out in off season and what have you, but I was really blessed in, in my health wise. But a lot of, like you said, a lot of my friends that have gone through it, you know, and, and as tragic as it is to see people that go through the, the pains and the, the, the rigors that came from football, it's it's enlightening to see that the the league and the powers that be have taken those into consideration and tried to change the game to protect the the future guys Mm -hmm. coming.
0: You made some pretty good money, but you look at the money some of these guys are making now, your eyes roll a little bit. Uh Well, you you can put all my contracts together and they won't
1: equal one of theirs.
0: (laughs) Sure. well, to wrap up this conversation, I want to repeat again this. We're talking to Henry Thomas, longtime Vikings defensive tackle, uh, outstanding tackle from 1987 through 1984 before he played a year at Detroit and finished up with the Who was coach of New England when you went through, by the way, in 97? Pete Carroll. Uh, oh, my, I oh my God. Years. Pete Carroll. Wow. <laughs> yes, I played three years <laughs> under Pete Carroll and one
1: year under uh, Bill Belichick.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Wow, those guys are still hanging around yeah, doing okay yeah. for themselves. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Pete, Pete was with New England. So, uh, again, repeating, well, you're, you're thinking the Vikings are going to be able to uh, pull off this upset on Sunday in, in New Orleans, much the way that you guys did back in 1987.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's, there's going to be a little stickler there because I think the Saints fans still remember that catch a couple of years back
0: in Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> Minneapolis Miracle, yeah. Well, I'm also the wondering about the officials. Miracle. Yeah, from last year with when no. the, Oh man, I, I don't know if the Vikings are getting any calls, but it's, everyone's going to be interested to see uh, what kind of how, the, how this game is officiated because uh, uh, they're still pretty raw, even raw about that uh, from what happened prevented them from yeah, going that, to the Super Bowl last year.
1: The Vikings will not get any calls, so they should they should play <laughs> by the by the letter of the law.
0: Absolutely. Good luck with that. Well, Henry, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting with you. Um, I really enjoyed our professional relationship here when you were with the Vikings and having a couple of chances had to had run into of yeah. course during yeah. the alumni. And, and we wish you nothing but the best. The next time I'm down there, I want you to make me one of those uh, sweet Henry Thomas drinks. <laughs> All right.
1: Absolutely. Thanks. Always a pleasure talking
0: with you. All right. Henry Thomas. Well, again, thanks to Hank Thomas, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Skull Stories. Skull Stories is presented by CenturyLink, trusted technology partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Miller Lite is brewed for the fans who wear purple, who practice the Skull chant in the shower, who hold true to the Vikes from the Gallerhorn sound to the very last down. So when it's game time... Grab the official beer of the fans who yell for more. The light beer that's always brewed for more taste. Miller Lite. Hold true. Celebrate responsibly. 2018 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Average analysis, 12 fluid ounces, 96 calories, 3.2 grams carbs, less than 1 gram
1: protein, and 0.